Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. Time to play the game where we find out who's capping. It is... This is the game where we find out if this is the bullshit. Nasua, new rule, co-producer, smart, smart. What's going on with you, my man? I'm well, man. Um, everything is all right. It's been a crazy week. A lot going on in the news, and uh, birthdays have been flying all over the place. So shout out to Scorpio season. Shout out to the Libras. Wait, what? <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> all right. According to FadeAwayWorld.com, Dwayne Wade shed light on Gabrielle Union's story, claiming he had a poster of his wife on the wall when he was a teenager. D-Wade and G-Union have been married since 2014, but it seems like the attraction of the player for the actress dates back longer than that. I mean, a lot longer, Smarts. Okay. Gabrielle has told this story about Wade having a poster of her on his wall during his time in college. Wayne Wade said, I've had enough. How much enough? How much enough, Smarts? This is much. Enough much for the former player turned analyst and part-time Utah Jazz owner to make a weird turtleneck and suit pants appearance on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert to clear the air on that situation, admitting that he did have that poster, but the location of it was different. Listen, listen, y'all, this is what he said. Listen, okay, y'all, listen. Okay. My wife is the biggest celebrity to me. This is a planet story. This did not happen, people. She's lying. Now, I did have the magazine that she was on the cover of, and it probably was under my pillow, but it wasn't on my wall. <laughs> okay. Smart side asked you, is it the bullshit that Dwayne Wade isn't lying when he said the cover of Gabby was probably under the pillow because the poster that he had on his wall from 2010 to 2014 was a cover of LeBron? Oh, you are a fool. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling you was going to say that. Sounds like reality TV done did it again, Smarts. Okay. It's like they're becoming the new bad boy management out there in the streets. And what, what show is that? What so, reality TV Love and Hip Hop Atlanta star Carly Red has signed a global multi-million dollar album deal with famed cryptocurrency label Legacy Records. Okay. To celebrate the partnership, Legacy Records hosted an exclusive red carpet diner. Uh, well, I said red carpet diner, like it's a <laughs> like, it, like it's a place to go <laughs> yeah. to. A red carpet dinner. I'm sorry, y'all. Okay. A red carpet dinner event last Thursday, November 11th, at the Spice House Restaurant in Atlanta. Carly has been featured in a starring role on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta since season one, as well as recurring appearances on Saints and Sinners on Bounce TV. For all my black Americans, that's really? like, what's Bounce TV? That's an African-American station on cable. I just want y'all to know that, in case you didn't know that. I, I never, I never knew. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just learning something today, okay. So Carly Red embraced her decision of signing with Legacy Records since she believes that they are the best fit in delivering her music to the world. She also stated that CEO Keisha McLeod at Legacy Records uh, well, with the help of CEO Keisha McLeod at the helm of Legacy Records, she will be able to bring forth the vision of a female artist in a male-driven industry. Carly Red and Legacy Records will debut Red's newest album to the world in 2022. Thursday night's dinner party boasted previews of Carly's upcoming music from this project, including an unreleased single titled 
Top That featuring Spice. Do, do you know who Spice is? Yes, I know who Spice is. There you go. I know who she is. So here's the question. Smarts, I ask you, is it the bullshit that love and hip-hop have made more stars in hip-hop in the last 10 years than Def Jam? That's a fact. That's definitely some BS. So that's... Ooh. All I want to do, first of all, I need Nasua Nuru to be signed to Love and Hip Hop. That's what I need. They can sign me to Love and Hip Hop Records. I'll be the man, it yo. be good, man. Yo, I'm telling you, I mean, if you think about it, if I was a manager for an artist, I would just get them to Love and Hip Hop. Right. Like, get them to Love and Hip Hop. Love and Hip Hop is going to make you because you're on television. And finally, and finally, and Finally, listen. Usually, I give you a nice little joke at the last one, but I'm gonna just be honest. This is this is some racist uh, right uh-oh. here. Uh oh. This is just full on racist. You done got me riled up. I know. That's what I. Now you gonna have me talking for 15 minutes now. A black mother in Gainesville, Georgia, said various Waffle House employees made comments about needing a noose in front of her family. The video posted by a TikTok user shows her standing near her family's table as she documents the incident. She said a waitress who works there asked for a noose in front of her and her daughter. <laughs> and when the black mother asked to speak to the manager, he reportedly said he has two nooses in his car. Oh, my goodness. And the woman said, the black mother said, so I'm pretty daggone sure that this is probably the most racist place I've ever been. The woman then asked for a check and a number for their corporate office. In the comments, she said no one got back to her after she filed an online complaint. The video has now received 1.9 million views <clears throat> since last Friday. After various TikTokers complained online, Waffle House issued a statement on Twitter saying they were taking the allegations, in quote, very, uh, very seriously, <clears throat> very seriously. We have reached out privately to the customer in an effort to gain more information about this incident. We intend to conduct a thorough, uh, a thorough investigation into all of her allegations, after which we will take the appropriate disciplinary action. Here we go. Smart I ask Yeah, man. I ask you, smart, smart I yeah, ask man. you. I ask you, smart. I, I, more Republican Georgia I, I, going I'm, on right I'm, now. I'm, I ask I'm, you, smart. I'm scared right now. Is it the bull that when I go to an Atlanta Waffle House, I get the pancakes and hash browns? But when I go to Gainesville, Georgia, I get the pancakes and noose browns? You ain't got to answer that! Now that just lets you know that there really are tiki torch white people in this country. Yes. Rich white people, can you please talk to your cousins, okay? Because the Haddonfields and the Mayfields, I forgot what you call them people. I know, I know what you're talking about. But those two families are acting up again. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you. Bye bye. Mm, mm, mm. It's a bunch of us. I'm a in the colony. Hold on. Everybody on a mountain. Everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it. I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash your bird. 40 on the tech. Yeah, I make the nerdy. If it's at the appellation to the appellation, I'ma do whatever that they take to make a black a nation. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sweets, and I'm your chief flight attendant. On behalf of the pilot and the entire crew, welcome aboard the late night flight. And here is your captain, the Now River of New Jersey, the pilot of Tuskegee Training, the greatest Henny Badger who has ever lived, the creator of Black Pilot Radio and the Late Night Flight. Here is the victorious one, Nasor Nuru. <laughs> <laughs> 
What up my passengers, we are first in priority and will be departing in five minutes. We appreciate your business. With that being said, this flight ain't cheap. Donate to the Cash App dollar sign a late night flight. Now it might be a little turbulence, but we are predicting clear skies on our way back to Jersey. But before we do, do us a solid. Give us a like on our Facebook page. Follow us on IG to click the link tree in the bio. Chirp at us on Twitter at the late night flight. And you can catch all 69 episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Amazon Music, Audible, the late night QR scan, wherever, 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 podcasts are available. Now let's take off. This is the late night flight and you are live with the greatest Henny Badger who's ever lived. But let me tell you something. If you know this beat right now, you know this is the 100 Shots Instrumental done by the late, great Young Dolph himself. Young Dolph. But in this game that we call hip-hop, it's always next man up. And I got my homeboy, the CEO of BBS Entertainment, the Chubba the Bricks. Chubba the Bricks. And let me tell you something. You can catch just my thoughts on Apple Music and Spotify right now. Yeesh. He is the one and only. Yeah. Lying on the set. What set? You ain't never been shooting. Thank you. Little homie, you ain't got the juice. What juice? Cause you ain't never bust a Rugen. So how the f you put in work? Huh? That internet thug you know on no way. Using all your Twitter so tell fingers. Me how you doing dirt? What? So used to talking as you run in place. Liar! Yeah! Welcome yeah. to the late night flight, Nassua Nuru Jers. You better know. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Wait till I come back after we take this week off for Thanksgiving. Watch, yo. Watch. I'm telling you. What's going to happen? Just more of this, more of this, just more of this. So yeah, that was fun. That was fun, right? Yeah, that was just a little, you know, what I mean, a little something, something. I ain't really listen. Before we even just self indulge in our in our <laughs> talents, <laughs> rest in peace to a goat. Rest in peace to a king. But I want to play the clip right now. Some exclusive news. Y'all probably ain't going to. Well, you already know what the news is if you hear this right now. But we just got the news. It is Thursday evening, like 7 o'clock. But let me go ahead and play it. Important clues in solving a mystery in Memphis. Who shot and killed young Dolph in his own hometown? This grainy photo released by police shows a person in gray pants and a dark hoodie with gun in hand, apparently firing. Also released a photo of a white car that may be linked to the case. Police have not said where the pictures were taken, but all around Makita's cookies where Dolph was shot down are businesses with security video cameras. Surveillance video will be important to show exactly what happened here, and one camera should have caught it all. This one right above the door here at Makita's Cookies. Pictures will hopefully cause someone to step up and identify who is responsible for gunning down the young rap star. Just 24 hours after his killing, the crowd is still gathering outside Makita's Cookies. People who just want to be near the place, Dolph took his last breath. 
It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Funny how the internet will get you before you thought you can get got. Okay? Now, <laughs> here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. So, I was on Facebook a couple of days ago and... Well, not a couple of days ago. Yesterday, when, when all the news happened mm-hmm. about Young Dolph. And I ain't going to stunt you. Personally, I'm kind of just shocked because I listen to Young Dolph a lot. Young Dolph, Key Glock, those Memphis dudes, I think they are bringing the beat back when it comes to rap music. As far as the street style of rap music. I think Baby Keem, Kendrick, they're doing the the Nas impression very well. We know what Drake is doing. We know what Kanye is doing. We know what Travis Scott is doing. But the Pusheisties of the world, the Fujiamos, Young Dolph, Key Glock, they doing street style Southern music that is like it's rap. It's it's not bop. It's rap. Sometimes they bop a little, but they could rap. And I actually like what they do. Um, that's why I, I bumped them in the house a lot, a lot, a lot. I really like what's going on with them. Um, to see, to hear Key Glock, he is the second coming of young of young Glock, of young Dolph, uh, a Chicago-born rapper that moved to Memphis. And it's funny because when I was on Facebook, women, couple of dudes. They have these texts where they're like, oh, man, he was doing things in the community and he was just buying some cookies, just buying some cookies for for kids and doing, you know, doing the good things. And here he is getting shot up. And in my mind, I'm like, do they know about the 2017 incident when he got shot up or got shot in uh, L.A.? And they accused Yo Gotti of it, but they, they cleared Yo Gotti of charges. The point I'm making is if you know Yo Gotti and if you know Young Dolph, these are Memphis dudes that are beefing. And they really put that beef out there, not only on wax, but in real life. Because today's rap artists that have to portray the street artists, oh, they live and die by that for real. Like, have you not heard of a Chicago rapper? Name me a Chicago rapper that's over 23 that live. R.I.P. to all of them. Jerbs, you quiet as hell. Because man, it's 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 I my deepest and sincerest condolences to Young Dolph's family, his friends, his associates, um, and everyone who made you know some type of living because of him. Because now they gotta figure it out, start all over. But I just I this 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 era of hip hop, bro. Like I don't know how many rock rappers has it been over the past just two years. Juice World, XX Session, and you know what I mean? just a like, bunch of twenty-one-year-olds uh, that didn't even get their chance. Three. You got Pop this, Smoke, Pop Smoke, Mo Three. What's homie from um, King Vaughn? It's just like yo, this era of hip hop. I'm I'm trying to understand these youngins, man. Like I like what the youngins is doing. I fuck with the music, but it's 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 crazy to me that like you can die being a rapper. Rap was supposed to be your means to get out. Rap was supposed to give you the means to be able to go back and give back to the community. It should not be something in which you lose your life over. And granted, no, I'm not saying you're losing your life because you're a rapper. Yes, there's beef. There's things that take place before you become famous. There's things that take place when you become famous. But my whole point in bringing this up is just like, it's not supposed to be this way, man. Like, you're supposed to get to that level and, and 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 become bigger and better. Here's the thing. Everything that you said, I wanna I wanna counter that by saying this. 
Takashi, in order for him to feel as though he had to be nationwide, he joined a bunch of bloods and made Gummo, which, by the way, is a great motherfucking piece of audio business. Gummo is a banger, okay? But here's the thing. This isn't a normal kid. He ain't no gangster. The point I'm making to you is hip-hop is this force that, of course, is it, it, it showcases talent. We can make money from it. But the trials and tribulations you got to go through to be some type of at least a mid-card talent. Like what I'm talking about, Trinidad James had to cosplay some type of Atlanta gangster for us to... For us to like him in some type of way. In my opinion. And this is what I'm saying. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Young, a young Dolphin. Key Glock. And, and, and Yo Gotti. All these guys got to manipulate. Not manipulate. But they have to portray a gangster lifestyle. So the youth that wants to be rap stars. They're going to automatically portray this lifestyle. Because they think that this is the way that you have to be. There's a disconnect that goes on. It really is. And no one wants to talk about that. That's why for me, I'd be taking a step back. Like, yo, no one wants to talk about the disconnect first. There's a disconnect. How can we say Young Dolph is for the children and for the community if he over here? And I don't care about the lyric part, but when you out here really out here, like I'm about to shoot one of you and I'm out here basically playing, playing a Frank Lucas character. I'm going to shoot you in broad daylight and I'm going to look like the hero for it. But at the same time, I'm supposed to respect you for slinging turkeys out here in the hood too. Again, I do not understand this new generation. You know what? But it ain't, it ain't the new generation. We've done it in our generation too. Not like this though. It's what I'm trying to get you to understand. Like the rappers that got killed. Mm-hmm. That got killed. Okay. And our generation was Tupac and Biggie. Right. Right. No one else got killed. That's a good point. You understand what I'm saying? I can like it's been a lot of rappers that die, bro. Well, DMC, he got he got they they ran up on him. But 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 I understand your point. I'm sorry. That was that was after 50 became your point is major. I'm sorry. I just wanted to say that it was someone in the mid-2000s that we respected a whole lot that got, that got slain. You're right. That's he all I'm saying. Did. That's all I'm saying. I'm sorry. He definitely did. And his own um, you know, studio. Exactly. But it's just it's just sad, man. Like I don't, I don't, I don't like to see this. This, this, this is the part of hip hop I don't like. Like if you want beef, cool, keep it on wax. Like if y'all want to shoot the fade, shoot the fade, man. But taking lives, bro, you can't come back from that. You know what I mean? Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned off the fasten seatbelt sign, and you may now move around the cabin. However, we always recommend to keep your seatbelt fastened through the trials and tribulations while you're seated. In a few moments, the flight attendants will be passing around the drink menu as well as the brunch menu. We only have chicken or waffles or both. So choose wisely. And thank you for flying the late night flight. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Woo. Another day, another episode done. I definitely need to take a week off, man. Word is born. Thanksgiving. I'm not even going to be doing that on Thanksgiving. I'll probably be working on Thanksgiving. But what's going on in the news, man? Wow. She's standing by live in Kenosha, and she is with David Hancock, a spokesperson 
mm-hmm. the Rittenhouse family. Rittenhouse. Alexis, over to you. You're about to talk about Rittenhouse. Martha, that's right. And Dave Hancock standing by to talk to us here. He says he actually Who's just Dave talked Hancock? with Kyle Rittenhouse a few minutes ago. He's very excited that this trial has now been wrapped up. Why is he excited? Hours and hours of deliberations that they weren't sure when they were going to get that verdict. Say what? Kyle Rittenhouse visibly shaken up and very shaken up in court there. So I'm going to bring in Dave right now. Emotional. So we can talk with you, Dave. So tell oh, me no. what Kyle just messaged you back. You've been trying to kind of message you back. He's not in jail. What did he say? He just said, thank you. Thank you. He said, thank you. Uh, what? I'm going to be going to see Kyle at some point later tonight. You got to be kidding me. Tonight. Yeah. I think it's starting to set in on me too. Like this has been a long road. And uh, this is about to set in on me. I'm ecstatic. Kyle felt threatened. Kyle felt like his life was in danger. Uh, so I think it was essential. Okay, that may be true, but his story why he didn't have a pocket knife, a Swiss Army knife, a regular handgun, like a normal drill rapper would. Um, but the dude had an AK running around the streets. Was that like it was Rambo Kenosha blood? Come on, stop playing with me. Period. Full stop. The truth was on. Kyle's side. And no, it was so not. There was comfort in that when he got The up. truth was in the AK side. If anything, a semi-automatic weapon versus a pistol. We know who's going to win that war. As well in court, Kyle in the room. There's going to be... There's going to be... The potential exists for quite a few lawsuits coming up. Uh, this, this cannot be overlooked. What has happened to this country, the divide that has been put into the divide. this country based on just false reporting all the way back. The divide? Here. What divide? It needs to be looked at seriously. What divide? There's been a divide since, I don't know, the 1700s? What are you talking about? The divide. I can't listen to this anymore. How dare, how dare Fox News make Kyle Rittenhouse look like a, a poster boy for self-defense? Meanwhile, John Q gets two years just to stick a stick a hospital up. He ain't even kill nobody. He stuck a hospital up just so he could save his son and get heart surgery. <sighs> you America. I'll shut the f up and act like nothing never happened. So as long as you let Troy Av get away with it too. Welcome back to the late night flight Nassua. New rule. Jers, co-producer, smarts, and we about to talk. This white vigilante stuff. So here's the thing. I don't know if you noticed this, Smarts. I don't know if you noticed this, Jers, but white vigilantes are not only in the news, but right now they are making a case to get off of their cases. Facts. So people like, why did you talk about white vigilantism or white vigilantism? I think that's the word. That's the better word. White vigilantism. What it is is that we're dealing with this uh, Ahmad, say the name. What's the brother's name? Ahmad Aubrey. Ahmad Aubrey. We're dealing with that case, and then we're also dealing with Kyle Rittenhouse. And I was telling Smarts offline earlier. Said, "Yo, I don't know about this one because he he might just get off clean because it wasn't no it wasn't no black people that he shot. But at the same time, he did this during a protest that was a racial protest, which means this is also a racial murder, hate crime." A hate crime, if you will. Okay. I wouldn't have said it at level, but we'll keep it going with that. It's racial, though. It's racial. No, that's what they call it. 
Like, if you get arrested for doing something like that and it's a racial thing, they call it a hate crime. No, but you got to kill someone because they are black for it to be a hate crime. The people that Kyle Rittenhouse shot and killed were white. So, Um, while we're talking about this... I never knew that. Thank you. While we're talking about this racial uh, discretion, I want to bring up Carl E. Douglas. Carl Douglas. Do y'all know Carl Douglas? No. No. Okay. So, Carl Douglas is best known for being one of the defense attorneys for O.J. Simpson murder case. So if anybody knows how to bring race into a case, this man is definitely one of them. There you go. Okay. So he was on the Dan Lebitar show, one of my favorite podcasts ever, because this guy, even though he knows sports back and forth, he don't even talk about sports. Love his show. Mm-hmm. Check it out. But he, uh, not he, but Carl Thomas was on the show. I said Carl Thomas. Carl <laughs> Douglas. Carl uh-huh. Thomas would probably be there singing. But right. Carl Douglas was there to explain what these cases, but the Ahmad case in particular, looks like. Jers, Smarts, check this out. Let me know what y'all thinking. Carl, for the people who do not know, okay, and, and please fill in the nuance where I'm missing it because I don't, there are things that are alleged, there's a video, but it just seems like, uh, you know, a young black man was jogging through a Georgia neighborhood and he was hunted down by some white people. That's what it looks like uh, without uh, a whole lot of argument to be made on the other side. So how is that going to get defended? Because the defense lawyers are engaging in whatever they can do. And it is the legal equivalent, Dan, of a Hail Mary pass. They're drawing on a relic from the slavery days, the 1870s, when slave masters were allowed to to make a citizen's arrest of someone that looked like they did not belong in the neighborhood. In the 1870s, that was, if I saw a black person walking around the streets of Georgia, and we're a slave state, I know he's a runaway slave, so I have the right to make a citizen's arrest because I feel he does not belong in the neighborhood. That is the, the legal basis that these defendants are drawing on to justify their following this guy up and down the street. He went up one way. He turned around and went backwards. He turned around and went up the third time when the filming started. And they were, they were saying we were making a citizen's arrest because we've had burglaries in our neighborhood. Because this guy, though he was 2.2 miles from his home, did not seem to belong here. So we, as the good citizens, one of whom used to work in the district attorney's office as an investigator, one of whom was his son, decided to take justice in their own hands. The third guy just saw them chasing the brother and decided to join in. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So now we see that there is unwritten slave owner guidelines that still get to control black people. Smarts, I'm going to toss it to you because you have a wife to go hug and kiss. That's right. Smarts. Yes, sir. What we're seeing right now isn't the first time. No, it's not. Through Zimmerman. You got some other people you know? Um, We can play a game. 
I say I'm Zimmerman. Not, what you want to say? No, nah, I'm just playing. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't want to do that. But, the, but but there's always the case of people that are part, white in particular um, that are not minding their business. And then they turn around and be the aggressor and then they kill people. And then they turn around and say, I was defending myself. Well, I actually wanted a name there, like like Yusef Hawkins, that he got killed by by random Italian white people. Yeah. Or another name such as who else just got killed, not by policemen, but just by white Americans that thought they had the right to do so. Well, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing is a dead giveaway. Besides that, just, that's just recent. Right. You had you had the incident where um, there was a couple down in Florida. They were parked in a. Uh, handicapped spot, I believe. Mm. A man came outside and argued with the wife. The husband came out to see what was going on, and then the gentleman shot and killed him. This happened a couple of years ago. Um, these are just cases of just people going to the extreme, not necessarily just calling the cops, but they, you know, and they take matters into their own hands. Not to bring Zimmerman back, but I here's the thing that just makes that crazy. He actually got off. He got off. Like off. Yes. Not guilty. He got every <clears throat> benefit of every doubt that the justice system can muster. And that's what we are seeing now. That's what we're seeing in these people's defense. You, you can see it in their, uh, their attorneys, which, which is what they're supposed to do, but it's how the judge responds to what those attorneys are doing in the Kyle Rittenhouse case, they got his gun charge thrown out. Say he left the gun. No, not, no, no, no. The gun wasn't, the barrel wasn't of a certain length. Mm-hmm. So technically, he got off on a technicality. They can't say it was a handgun because we know if it was a 17 year old kid from Chicago, where would he be at right now just from the gun charge alone? So that's all I'm saying. George, what you think? White vigilantes running around here. We got a bunch of Batmans running around right now. I mean, it's nothing new. So I'm I'm not shocked. I don't really feel no way about it. I try to stay out of race conversations sometimes because I say things that, you know, spark anger. Or Such as? Excitement. Just things I'd rather not say. Okay. But in reference to this particular topic, um, Again, it's just, it's nothing new. I mean, you brought up Zimmerman. Um, I can see a jury reason on a reasonable doubt letting him off. Why? When you say him, him is who? Zimmerman. Do I agree with it? No, but I can see how he, some, something like that, someone like that can get off or a situation like that where you can get off. I find it amazing that in today's world of media, we can get superb, I was about to say actors, because in a way, Carl Douglas, he sounds very animated, like mm-hmm. an actor, but he's a, he's a, this dude is a, a big time lawyer, but you have other lawyers that be on CNN or Fox News or MSNBC, and they get to break down the case like they a sports analyst yeah. on ESPN and mm-hmm. been like, man, let me tell you, if I was up in that courtroom, I would have did this, 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 yeah. and this, this, and this, this, and this, this, yeah, and that. it's crazy. It's so funny. Carl, I didn't, I didn't put this clip up, but Carl Douglas said, as far as with the Ahmad case, when they kicked out Jesse Jackson. Yep. So the judge said Jesse Jackson can't even show up. Like, no, I, I know Jesse Jackson is your guest, uh, mother of Ahmad, but no, he ain't coming. So Carl Douglas said that was the time where 
when uh, people go outside of the, the courtroom, mm-hmm. you see a hundred black pastors out there praying in the morning, praying during mm-hmm. lunch, praying after court is over, praying at night. Mm-hmm. They got, we got church going on every single day. Mm-hmm. Prayer every single day. That's what you got to do because the town that Ahmad got killed in, rest in peace, is basically an all-white town. He's in this town that is like a small population of people. Yes. This is not one of those towns where it's like 60,000 white right, people. Right. This right. is more like 7,000 white people. I understand what you're saying. You know saying. what I mean? Like it's almost an uh, unincorporated community out this mother effort. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and I find it like not hilarious, but they get to patrol their own town like it's Gotham City. Bro. Bro. They said in the testimony, he was attacking the car. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> they was trying to run him off the road. And he said, they're saying he's attacking the car. That's like, yo, why did you punch him in the face? Nah, his face bumped into my hand. You know what I'm saying? His it's face cr- bumped into my hand. It's like, it's crazy. They tried to corral the man, make him move left, make him move right. Like he was in Madden. This is ridiculous. So to sum all this up, all I'm saying is that to the courtrooms of America, you have to realize that black people watch CNN too. Black people watch Fox News and MSNBC NBC News too. Mm-hmm. MSNBC News too. We watch C-SPAN too. Okay? We see what's going on. Yeah. We see it. Why we can't have this conversation when we, when we doing this to each other? Why we always got to have this conversation when it's in reference to race? Why this conversation not being had when we're doing it to each other? No, don't answer that question. First of all, it's a bad question right now when we're talking about white vigilante. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome and if you think the fun stops there the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store check out daily promotions same game parlays live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What the f***? This that pilot right here. Scotty! Pass the ball to join, Scotty. Pass the ball. I don't care if he misses 30 times in a row. You keep giving him the ball. Wow. Is that your uh, Phil Jackson impression? 
Michael, take the shot, Michael. Take the shot, Michael. You sick? It's okay. Yo, welcome back to the Late Night Flight. I am with Coach Phil Jackson. So, Phil, uh, who's better, Scotty or Jordan? Don't be asking me no asinine questions like that, man. <laughs> Who got me my first six rings? Both of them. Michael! Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had them ones on my feet, too, you heard? Yo, everybody has some ones on their feet. Ain't no conversation <laughs> about that, yo. Hey, yo, Jerry Krause don't even like Jordan. He had a pair of ones on his feet. Like, listen, yo, we out here now. Chicago Bulls is a whole nother thing now. We are international market. But no, here's the thing. It's crazy, Jers, because as men, our pride gets higher as we get older because we want to make sure to our sons, daughters, our boys, our mothers, wives, girlfriends, that we want to leave a legacy behind. So when we pass on, you'll never forget our name because we did that. We did something that the next generation have to, has to uh, achieve. The reason why I say that is because Scotty Pippen is doing something that I love to see in today's uh, Generation Z era where here is a, a, a bona fide star in his day. He is the greatest number two that has ever lived, in my opinion. Okay. The greatest number two in basketball. Okay. But now, because of internet, mm -hmm. because the internet has accumulated so much filth, all you know about Scottie Pippen now is that he has a book that is called Unguarded, where he is basically throwing stones at Michael Jordan. He's trying to get money. He's trying to get attention. He wants you to never forget his name. But the only thing that we really know about Scottie Pippen right now or really care about Scottie Pippen right now is what young NBA player his wife f***ing that. There you go, bro. So here goes my question. Here goes my question, yo. Do you remember Scotty for being the greatest number two in NBA history? Or do you know him for his wife dating a bunch of 18-year-old NBA players who, think about this for a second, Jers, Scotty Pippen in his best years only made $2 million a year because the NBA wasn't like that yet. She can go screw around with a booty six six power forward from the bench, but he makes $12 million doing it. <laughs> Yo, bro. Huh? This is not what I thought we was about to talk about. What? I'm just saying. Yo. Um, Scotty Pippen just turned himself into the biggest basketball there is, yo. Scotty Pippen is out here looking like a bro. And I hate to say it like that. And it has nothing to do with his son. Like, I, I, like the man, Michael Jordan came out. You know what? I take that back. I refuse to be the dude who calls another man a He's not a I take that back. He is a habitual complainer at this point in time. And he sounds very whiny. He sounds very, you know, very catty. <laughs> very catty. You know what I mean? Because I'm trying to understand, like, bro, Michael Jordan said himself, not only in his documentary, but in countless interviews, that he could not have won any one of those championships without you. You are one of the 50 greatest players of the NBA. The first 50, you was on that list. 
Not only do you have six rings, but you almost took the Bulls to the finals by yourself when Jordan didn't play. On top of all of that, you have been definitely world-renowned known as, you know, my guy Nasur would say, you know, the, the best number two alive ever. I wouldn't go ever. But who, who's, who's, the, who's the better number two? Kobe. You, got, you are world-renowned. Then Kobe became number one and, you know, all she wrote. But anyway, I think, and you know what? That's probably why Scotty is mad because he never became number one. And I'm like, you're upset over things that are true. You're not upset over something that's fabricated. You're not upset over something that was made up, which is the same thing as fabricated. It's just the dummies out there who don't understand English. You're not upset for any of that. You're upset simply because you never became number one. You got all the adulation that you wanted when you was playing and after you played. Wait a minute. Is he not a Hall of Famer? He's also a Hall of Famer. I forgot about that, too. Did you not win Olympic gold? You definitely did. When they talk about that dream team, who they talk about? It's, it's not Jordan they talk about by himself, no. They talk about how you and Jordan put the clamps on Tony Kukoc to let him know what team he was coming to to play in the Chicago. I'm just saying. And here's the thing. There's an 18-year-old young boy and young girl <laughs> that look at Scottie Pippen as none of that. You know what I mean? They look at Scottie Pippen as some simp that who can't control his wife. <laughs> that's what I'm just, but that's the point that I'm making. 17, 18, 19 year old kids are not going on YouTube looking at Scottie Pippen dunk on a bunch of people. They ain't looking at that. Especially that one that he dunked on you in. That was crazy. The one that he dunked on you in. Oh my God. Oh my, oh, crazy. Stepped over him all violently. It, it's, it's like now, we just get, I mean, because it's funny. He works on ESPN on NBA to jump. I'm surprised he don't get no type of hassle from them other NBA players. Like, cause they they millionaires too. I've just been having good old fashioned millionaire talk with, with Scotty. Like, hey, listen, um, we having a a couple's getaway next week. Um You just need a hug. You you bring your future? You don't we're about to get to our next destination but before we do we strongly recommend to drink responsibly and pass that bong to me you feel me <laughs> i got bars oh and give us a follow on instagram at the late night flight and give us a like on facebook the late night flight and thank you for flying the late night flight Welcome back to the Late Night Flight Nassau. New rule. Birthday boy himself, the chub of the bricks himself, the one and only who has his own EP out right now on Apple Music, on YouTube, on Spotify, wherever you can find music at. Jay-Z, left title, Chubb said, don't worry, Jay, I got you. My music on title now. <laughs> Yo. Talk that. My man, yo. We out here Tuesday. We was at some spot in Nutley, some Italian restaurant that had too much salt on my god chicken, but it's all good though. All right. I ain't bring no drinks. It was a BYOB affair. I feel real cheap. My bad. It was a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. I was over here trying to get everything ready for the for the uh for the show. Mm -hmm. But I thought to myself, I think like we gotta, I gotta go to your, your event. So I didn't get to finish up everything like I usually do. Cause Monday, Tuesdays is when I'm done. Doing the, doing the project. Right. And then I could flip it to you, Keisha, Smarts, whoever wants to do the show. But anyway. We had y'all covered, though. Good looking. You came through with the teleport. 
I done turned into a, 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 a mobster after <laughs> out of nowhere. I'm singing your music. I got Bori on my on my show on one hand. Hey, I got I got Sherelle on the other. We over here just dancing. Uh, that's that defamation of character. Right? That's what that is. Yeah. Yo. First joint that you hear. So defamation of character. What is that about? I was challenged to write a record from third from third person. Okay. Um when I was given that challenge, I was like, hmm. Let me take everything, all of the rumors and everything that people say about me behind my back. I only know about it because I got loyal friends and associates. It's crazy when you got loyal associates, right? But anyway, um, I'll take everything that everyone says about me and I said it about myself in the record. Um, it's funny because when I play the record for my closest friends and confidants, I'll be like, yo, who, who I'm talking about? No one guesses that it's me until I say it's me and then it clicks. But it's defamation of character. Like for all of y'all that said I can't, or I am, or I'm not, or I won't, whatever the case may be, look at me now. What I do like about defamation of character is the fact that you said uh, something about the old heads. Say, how how did that hook go? You was like, this ain't. What what was it? This too old for the rap game. Hey yo, this too old for the rap game, yo. That's funny, yo. Are you too old for the rap game, yo? I honestly thought that in my life a mm-hmm. lot. But I've been told that you're never too old. White, they don't do that in rock. They don't do that in country. They don't do that in no other genre. So why do it in hip hop? I've been doing music for a minute. We don't, it's not an interview. We don't got to go that far deep into it. But yeah. I mean, as they say, the younger the rapper, the longer the dress. All right, next song. Wow. Flow. What about flow? All right, so flow, I just wanted to show versatility, so to speak. Uh, when you listen to the record, you're going to hear four to five different flows on the record, which is the reason why I called it flow. It's your average hip-hop music where, you know, just talk they I'm just talking my on this record. Take a minute. Um, Take a minute, I wanted to display that I can... Mix what's going on today as far as how, you know, dudes do their vocals and what goes on in my traditional era of hip hop. Mood. Mood is my shit. Um, mood is that you hop in your whip and you on your way to a show or you on your way to an event where you about to get some money. You in the mood for a bag and you racing to get to it. I'm in the mood for a bag. Rats. Rats. I'm about that money. I just want to get the stacks. Get the stack. Mm, that's what I'm talking about. 24 hours. 24 hours is actually one of This my- is with Black Rob, Mace, Deluxe, and DMX, and Puffy, right? I love that song. I mean, I appreciate the nods of being like a Puffy in the family type of joint. Oh. Because it is a family record. Okay. But no, none of them is on the record. Oh. <laughs> I wish, bro, in the future, yo, Puffy Locks. Holla at your boy, Mace. Where you at, yo? <laughs> yo, Jada, I, I did security for you one point in time. Oh my God. Holla at you. Nah, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> but um, it's actually one of my favorite records because everybody on that record, with the exception of Blue, and everyone knows Angel Blue, right? With the exception of Blue, is not an artist. So, it's the band, 
Black Rose that plays for Blue. Shout out to BBS Entertainment, you know what I mean? In which, you know, this is the umbrella for all of this entertainment shit right here. But it's featuring Black Rose and it's a pretty dope piece of, how do you say, audio business? Yes. It's a very dope piece of audio business, if I must say so myself. And everything you hear on the project was, hey, look, you come for me if you want, but coming from someone who never, ever touched the desk or the computer, as far as mixing is concerned, I mixed this whole project. What? You mixed the project? And, I, and I'm putting my name and my stamp on it because I can only get better from here. Okay. Nerd. So what made you not want to get one of your business partners to mix it? Or anyone that you knew that does engineering where you're like, hey, you know what? I'm going to make this passion piece my own where I can, I know the type of promo I wanted, I wanted to look like. I got the mascot. I got the imagery. I could do the mixing. Of course, I'm a songwriter, so no problem there. That's 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 easy. What made you want to make sure this was 100% you? Because it's never been before. Um, in a nutshell. It's always been, not to say that there's not different hands involved now. There is. Like, it always takes a village. Like, don't let no artist tell you they do everything by themselves. They lie. Right. But um, in the past, it's always been, you know, what, other people, whatever lane other people thought I should go in, or whatever mm. the case may be. Mm. And with this particular one, I had my own vision. The vision was actually to release an album. Like, I'm going to call the spade a spade. And when I listened to all of the records, it didn't sound like a con- it didn't sound like a cohesive body of work. It sounded like a bunch of dope songs. It sounded like a playlist versus an album. Once I realized that, I'm like, hmm, I know I want to release something on my birthday because, you know, I'm getting old and I'm too old for the rap game. So, you know, go out and prove these wrong. I might be old, but I could do what you do better than you can do it. My just saying. Um, but so I decided to, you know, do an EP instead. That way I'm still releasing something. The plan is to do a video for each record that you hear on the EP. And then next year, I'm going to come with the album. This in no way stops anything that Nano Music got coming out, that Keys got coming out, that Angel Blue got coming out, that AJ Young and Fly New Music is coming on the way 2022. Also, shout out to AJ Young and Fly. Him and his football team just won the Super Bowl. Hey. They champs, you heard? Hey, winners. Yeah, you know it. Running the bloodline, you heard? Yeah. Um, Acknowledge him. At the end of the day, yo, if you want real hip hop, you want dope hip hop, you want today and a little bit of some vintage old sh- you need to go get my EP. Just my thoughts, all platforms. Shout out to BBS Entertainment. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> BBS. Trying to accumulate wealth for my kids. Grandkids. Uh-huh. I'm in the mood for a bag. I'm in the mood for a bag. We was talking about the party, your birthday party, and it brought us to our how-to segment. We're bringing our how-to segment back. Okay. And you said today's how-to was what now? How to 
mind your business mm-hmm, mm-hmm. slash slash let your significant other plan your party without you being nosy. Because mm, mm. I remember this from last Wednesday because you was wilding on her last Wednesday when we was recording. I, I was. We're not wilding on her. What I said. But you was like, she calling me all heavy. Yo, I'm going to ignore this line. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. Unrelated. Okay. But related. But related. But related. So what happened was, I, I'm a petty, I'm a petty dude. Like, I, it, it is what it is. I, I learned this. I, I wasn't always this way. I think you're a better man for it, personally. I just learned to be this way. And surprisingly, the results of being petty, my is like, amazing. It's through the roof. Yes, it is. It really <laughs> is. We'll get to that. So I made a phone call to my wife. I mean, just casual phone call. Well, I sent her a text first. She had response to the text. I sent another text. Uh-huh. I ain't get a response. I'm like, all right, no problem. Like two hours and some change go by. I call her. Like, yo, what you doing? She goes, I'm minding my business. I said, oh, word. Now, can I ask you something? Because you're a married man and I am not. Right. Do a married woman or should a married woman answer that question like that? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. I was figuring. But I didn't do what's, what typical jurors would do. You talking about? Uh, I didn't do none of that. It was a word. Oh, okay. I hung up the phone. She was still saying something. Uh, unaware, you know, I'm unaware of what she's saying because again, I hung up the phone, <laughs> and I then sent a text, a nice, lovely text. I said, "Listen, I don't know what you're doing, but on my kids, you're gonna regret that." <laughs> Wow. Right. And I hate to put our business out there, but what happened afterwards, like she's like she she literally started like calling me like nonstop. Right. Now usually she'll call, right? And then it'll stop after a while. Cause like my, my wife is real prideful. Like, I called you twice. You ain't answered the phone the two times I called, and I'm not about to keep calling you over and over. Obviously, you ain't want to talk. This particular day, my she would not stop calling. Like, it was nonstop call after call after call after call after call. I didn't answer the phone. But we was getting ready to record the podcast. Right. And I think I stepped out real quick. I'm like, all right, let me, let me answer the phone before she think I'm out with some chick, whatever the case may be. So I answer the phone. She's like, listen, I'm sorry, but you know, I was doing something and I just can't tell you what that is. Da, 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 da. I said, okay, I'm recording right now. And I hung up the phone again. Mm. Real calm. I'm no. not yelling. I'm not Oh, screaming. no. I hear you, player. Yeah, you know I mean? I was like, okay. Just, just real. Okay. But I'm recording right now. I'll call you back. She called back again. I said, not answer the phone. So as we're recording the podcast about an hour and some change later, my yeah, guy, yeah. the door opens and it's my wife. That's right. With some, some, some Tropicana juice and a home-cooked meal. Listen, um... For all of my flight attendants out there that is on this flight with us, yes. I, I need you guys to understand yes. the Tupperware in which she had my dinner in, the home-cooked meal, I might add you, was steaming hot. I don't know how to... F- she kept it hot from the ride from my house to the studio. It's, it, we don't live around the corner from the studio. You understand what I'm saying? We live one, two, three, three exits away Miss, you got to get on the parkway to go to my house from the studio. So it's like she kept, it was nice and hot. And in hindsight, I'm telling you this whole story because she was out 
planning something for me for my birthday. Yeah, yeah. And she didn't even really have to make nothing up to me because she did nothing wrong. But she loved her so much that she didn't even want me to think that she was doing something that she ain't have no business doing. And for that, I'm blessed. That is, yo, that's great. Also, with that being said, that's great. How to mind your business. Okay. And not be nosy. Right, right. <laughs> Definitely. That's the other part. When your significant other is trying to plan a party for you. Now, the other part of, of this is we was home chilling and I happened to look over and saw that there was some type of group text with all my friends in it. Let me just add some context to this. I told my wife I did not want a party. I threw, I physically myself threw a party for everyone this year, right? When I, I'm not lying. I'm lying. It wasn't everyone. It was a few people this year that we threw a party for at, you know, the world renowned. I'm going to put that out there, Multiverse Studio. And she was like, okay, babe, no problem. But you sure I was going to do this? I was going to do this. I was like, no, I don't want a party. It could just be me, you, and the kids. I'm, I'm cool with that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm old now. You understand what I'm saying? Well, at least I feel old. She's like, okay, no problem. So when I see her, fast forward, so when we sit on the couch and I see her on the phone and it's a group text, it's like, why is all my friends in this text? So I started hitting up Bori, like, yo, bro, what my wife got planned, bro? I don't want no party. I don't want this. Yo, Bori, don't lie to me, bro. What's going on? Yo, Jers, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to just tell you it's not a party. But, yo, I don't know what you're talking about other than that, my guy, like, I don't even think, yeah, da, 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 da. I call blue, right? I didn't even know you was a part of it, right? You could have been on the group text, but I saw certain names. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So I hit up those certain names like, yo, what's going on? I even, I was at the studio one day. I don't know, maybe I shouldn't tell the story, but I was at the studio with one of my partners and the phone call came through. My partner had the phone on speakerphone and the person was like, so I just got an invite to Jersey's 37th, I just told my age, Jersey's 37th birthday shindig. And then he quickly took a took the person off a speakerphone. And I was like, yo, it's cool. I still don't know what's going on. So I'm thinking that we're going to dinner just as a family. I had no idea that everyone was going to be there. So she still surprised me anyway. And it was a dope night. Thank you for flying the late night flight. Shout out to all the pilots who contribute to the fastest rising podcast. If you want to contribute, DM us at The Late Night Flight. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pilot right here. 